I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us today, we have the doctor. Hell. Oh. And we have sound guy, Tom. To check one, two. And unfortunately, no Joe. Joe is on the road. No Joe. Sorry. Joe's on the road, out there scouting locations, finding road beers. Hope to be back with him soon. Miss you, Joe. Miss you, Joe. Bring us beer. Yeah. (laughs) A reminder also, Mother's Day's coming up. That hey, good reminder. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Better than a belated yes. happy Mother's yeah. Day. Oh, wait, sorry. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hey, we, <laughs> good thing you brought that up. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Tonight, I know we're going to live up to our reputation as your go to educational podcast with a return to wild thing. Woo! In the hour smarter than you started. That, that's definitely a given. I do that every week. Every week, I end this hour a little smarter. A little drunker uh, than I started it. <laughs> I don't know if there's a if there's a happier. Most definitely, is there a line? Is there a line between beer versus the educational uh, content of the podcast where you have that line where they meet? <laughs> they they look pretty parallel right now to me. And Doc has given us no hints. So yeah, I'm excited. I I'm like really that. I like it. Yeah, my favorite nights. I don't know what's coming. I sense danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> Just you wait. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And I think, as you just said, we are a podcast that sometimes ventures into the wild side. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. So please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. And of course, as always, make sure you find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. And make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and comment. And you can always kind of check out our website if you want to learn more about us. Yeah, I had a beer with, uh, or two, or maybe three, with listener Andy last weekend. So, hey, Andy, cheers and thanks for listening. You know what he liked? That, that epic creamsicle. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he yes. dug that. Yeah. When you like us, when you put the comments when you give us the stars that's our social capital we get to go out to more breweries hear more stories share them with you so thank you for listening thank you for sharing yeah and don't forget you can also virtually toast and drink with us on untapped we're very easy to find just look for us all under the i like beer the podcast and if you are following us on untapped you noticed a busy weekend for three of us or four of us (laughs) it was a busy weekend but a (laughs) down sunday i will say that yeah we'll get we'll get back to that (laughs) slow sunday right up my alley yeah reminder to check out subscribe to our youtube channel tell and i join forces with author ryan wolt discuss books over beers yeah and we just added a new uh, episode uh it's called the cactus league by emily neemans and speaking of that listeners you're welcome to join us and other fans of the show in our monthly book club we're going to read about tom petty next i think is what's yeah. up Ooh, i've yeah. started that book it's, that it's actually very fascinating it's it's nice. it's really good all right i want to read that one sounds good well doc and anyone else send us a message on yep. social media or contact <laughs> us on the website send me an email i like beer the podcast at gmail.com and we'll tell you what book we're reading and when to have it read by and we have a zoom hey. meeting it's it's fun Let's get drinking. Yep. You're right. I mean, you're not already.
I am. <laughs> and what are you drinking, Doc? I am drinking. It's called Deadhead. A touch of haze for all you Deadhead fans. It's a hazy IPA, of course. And I'm really enjoying it. It's got a touch of mosaic and cascade hops. And uh, I'm loving it. From Destil or Distil Brewery in Illinois. Thanks, Illinois, for a good brew. <laughs> you got to go all the way from San Diego to Illinois to find a, a hazy. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, I bought it in Utah when we were in Utah. So via Utah. It was the yeah, final hazy yeah. he hadn't had. Yeah, I met him halfway. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> and Tom, what are you drinking? Well, I'm following up uh, a beer I think Padre had last week, the Santan Mr. Pineapple, weighing in at a, an incredible 5.0 again. And it's kind of like you said, it's a, it's a pineapple wheat, but it, it kind of lacks in that fruity punch that we're used to. Uh, with these wheat beers lately. So uh, I'm with Padre in that regard. I think the the apricot that he was having, that blueberry from Wasatch you guys were having, mm-hmm. and then that peach one from Epic that we had this weekend that was really good. You know, uh, This one sadly falls a little bit behind those, but uh, I still wouldn't throw it back. All right. So what, 375? <laughs> uh, probably a 3.5. All right. Tom's scoring on beers i learned this much, weekend is yeah, harsh, is, is love it or hate it with very little in the middle but but three fives that, that okay you're finishing it you're gonna finish it that's what i want to know yep okay <laughs> talent what are you drinking um so i'm gonna i got beers tonight from our road trip that we grabbed we didn't go to this brewery but they were there it was uh from moab brewery in moab utah this is called the moab especial which has got one of the coolest cans. It's got the the like the calavera on the front of it. Speaking of Day of the Dead and that kind of stuff, or not Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah, that'd be a Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos calavera. It's a golden wheat ale because if you just looked at the can, you would think it's going to be a Mexican lager, but uh, it's a golden wheat ale, but it's really, really good. I really like it. Super clean, nice, crisp, very flavorful. I think they've done a really nice job with this beer. It's light. You know, again, as most Utah beers are, so that they can sell them in the in the stores. I have another one of beers from this brewery. I think we we drank several from this brewery, and they really do a really good job with the quality of their beers. They had an IPA that Doc gave us when we were refusing to stand when we had our that's true our stand against standing. <laughs> yeah. He brought us one of their IPAs. I remember it was really good, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it had the skull on the on the can as well. That must be their their theme. And I've got the, the I think tom was drinking this last one or two two episodes ago the uanita mango golden spike the wheat oh beer. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's good it's got that more medium bodied uh wheat beer ale so without any planning three of us picked wheat beers that's kind of interesting yeah well it was a warm day today it was a warm day it makes today. sense right. yeah that's beautiful day today it was a little hazy out, I thought. Yes. <laughs> you are down by the beach, so it's going to be a little hazier where you are. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. Well, we all have a beer. So, you know what time it is. What time is it? Toast, roast, and pour one out. And to allude back to the uh, untapped, I want to toast Talent and Tom for bringing over so many uniques on Saturday and uh, during the afternoon into the evening, into the night, 30 uniques tasted. Wow. It's a good night. Fun night. Yeah. Holy crap. Where was I? Yeah. Where are you? You were dancing the night away. <laughs> yeah. I wish, yeah, I, I, I mixed your feelings. I would have liked to have been tasting 30 uniques, yeah. but. Oh, well. It was good. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. The picture was fascinating. 
Instead, I was drinking with Talent's wife. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a whole other story. <laughs> that was a whole other story. <laughs> a whole other story. So, no, actually, if you're going to give a shout out there, I got to give a shout out. It was uh, coming back from the trip. I had a birthday gift waiting for me, and uh, it was pretty nice to open it up. And it was 24 unique beers from Texas. So I was like, well, I can't finish this all myself, so I'm going to go share the wealth. So that was that was a lot of fun. So thank you guys for also helping me get through that. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Yeah, I was going to say, and thanks, Colin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was huge. So, and thanks, Talent, for sharing. That was great. And out of the 30 beers, at least 20 of them were 4.0s. Yeah. There were really good beers in that, in that group. And even some of the ones that weren't were so unique. Like we had that, there was that one that was like a, it was like a salad beer because it was a cucumber or whatever. And it's cucumber like. Cucumber sour. Yeah. Man, it they nailed cucumber in it. I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. You know? And there was that one that was super limey and. It was super light, you know, so they kind of nailed it as offered as far as the name was called and what the ingredients were and what they said it was going to taste like. Whether you liked it or not, that's kind of up to you. Talent is trying to pull me across the finish line for 2,500 uniques on Untapped. I'm at 2,464, so it won't take long. Stones throw away from Talent's 20, almost 2,700, but good old Mike Lopez, our, our beer guru. Still way out ahead at yeah. six thousand seven hundred and eleven. Oh it's impressive. Jeez. That's called dedic that's called dedication to the crowd. But I'm not in a competition with him or you. I, I'm just led. I'm guy he's the trailblazer. I'm just guided by him. I agree. It's inspiration. <laughs> so thank you. And thanks for your good company. That was fun. Thank you. Fun night. Thank you. Doc, I see you've got a toast as well. I do. It's kind of a weird toast. Could be in a roast, you know, one of those ambig unambiguous ones. Or ambiguous, whatever the hell you want to say. Uh, I'm, I'm toasting uh, New Belgium Brewery, makers of Fat Tire. They came out with a, for in honor of uh, last month of Earth Day, they made a Fat Tire Torched Earth. Torched Earth. And, you know, some breweries, they make some bad beers on accident and then they kind of become, you know, staples. People like them. Well, they intentionally made, it, made a bad beer. Is, is it, and uh, they actually canned it. And it was a beer trying to show people educate them that hey if climate change really happens if our, our earth heats up here here are Here's the ingredients what... that, here are the ingredients that would be available so they basically they use some just some crazy you know crazy ingredients they thought would be available on a warmer planet made a crappy beer just to kind of raise awareness hey people let's take it seriously so they're I'm raising a toast to uh new belgian brewery Good job on there. That's actually really Torched cool. Torched earth. Yeah, yeah. People can't get on. Maybe beer drinkers now are going to go, wait, 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 wait. This is what we're going to be stuck with? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> right. They, they, they like put like, they put like uh, dandelions and say, well, dandelions will be there. So that's what they use for their bitterness. Nice. And they, anyways, yeah. So they put, they use some, uh, to represent forest fires, they use like smoked malt nice. to mimic the smoke tainted nice. water. And anyways, so it's kind of interesting. Makes you think. So, yeah. so good job for making us think. Good job. Yeah. New Make me think while I drink. That's our whole podcast. Yeah. There it is. There you go. Actually, it's a new tag. Maybe. <laughs> We make you think while you drink. I might have to write that down. So I went for the shirt. <laughs> T-shirt worthy. Yeah. And when you're done writing, I think you're up for a toast. Oh, I got one. Oh, I just let me finish it. Well, you drink. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. So I am throwing a toast out there. I saw this and I was like, this is the most awesome story I've seen from the pandemic. Well, one of the most awesome. But I'm toasting Josh's. Josh's everywhere uh, deserve a huge toast. Um, and to give you just a little bit of idea, the backstory of this is so a year ago, an Arizona college student, his name was Josh Swain. He sends out a Facebook message to other people named Josh. And he basically sends out a random date, April 24th, 2021. And he goes, hey, instructions, meet at these coordinates. And so he just sends out some coordinates. 
Corden's happened to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. His statement on there was, hey, all you Joshes, we fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year to prepare. Good luck. And that's what he throws out there, right? So then over the course of the year, obviously a lot of jokes, things going back and forth. You know, Swain said, hey, this was entirely a joke. Didn't think anything would come of it. And then about a couple months ago, some friends of his brought it back up and said, hey, you know, what's going on with this Josh fight? And he goes, okay, well, let's see what happens. So he buys a plane ticket to Lincoln, Nebraska, and he messages all the other Joshes. And he says many of them didn't did not reply. He posted the details about the event on social media and he and he flies out there to, to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And he, and he contacts the, the local newspaper there, the Lincoln Journal Star and says, hey, I don't know if anybody's going to show up, but he says, uh, you know, so so he shows up on the date and at the coordinates, uh, which happened to be at a big park, a big green space. And hundreds and hundreds of people show up at the green space for battle. And they're all <laughs> equipped with pool noodles because that's what he told them how the battle is going to be. Everybody bring a pool noodle. We're going <laughs> to battle it out with pool noodles. And people are like dr- showed up dressed up like a Star Wars theme characters, nice. Jedi, awesome. Spider-Man, that's all this great. other kind of stuff are showing up to have this massive battle royale of Josh's. And then it was really funny because other people kind of got into the swing of it as well. So people not that were not named Josh, they kind of stood on the sideline to cheer their favorite fighters and they made shirts and signs of support that said like, I'm with Josh or team Josh. Or, and it was like, go job, beat Josh. Um, and, then, and then for those gamblers out there, they actually had a, a sign that had like the tournament bracket predicting winners. And it was just Josh, 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 Josh on every line. So it was really awesome. So they have this battle royale. And at the end, a four-year-old Lincoln resident named Josh Vincent Jr. He was deemed the ultimate Josh. Nice. Was presented with a Burger King paper crown and a trophy, lifted up in the middle of the crowd, and everybody just went <laughs> crazy. So think about that kid. That kid's going to remember that for the rest of his life, yeah, how awesome yeah. it was. And then the original guy, Josh Swain, he also used that Josh fight, and he, they raised money for the, the Children's Hospital and Medical Foundation Center, um, and, a, and they also hosted a food drive for the Food Bank of Lincoln. And I just thought that was so cool. How, what a cool thing. And and you can see the pictures and the videos on, online, and it just looks awesome. That, and how much that fun is, that was. Yeah, That is really i i didn't know josh's were so close yeah. to jeff's because that yeah. is very jeff uh, yeah. very cool yeah. i would agree you expect it but you know they start with jay so it's pretty close but i just thought that was cool so shout out to that josh's is. everywhere um I'll and what, to that toast. Yeah, what a cool thing so that's josh's yeah, toast that's to a feel good story right good that's better, than, that's that better than my that torched earth climate <laughs> change doom and gloom story <laughs> you've heard of the jim smith society right the, i have not Oh, the Jim Smith Society, they meet up every year. All the Jim Smiths, they have like 1,800 members, and they pick a location every year for a weekend picnic. They have a baseball game with Jim Smiths where there's an announcer that announces, you know, Jim Smith up to bat, Jim Smith with the pitch, fielded <laughs> by Jim Smith over to first, and Jim Smith's out by a hair, tagged out by Brilliant. Jim Smith. Brilliant. Uh, they, <laughs> Yeah, they, they the meet gym, annually the gym, the in gym, July. Trip, double play. And their highlight is the is the big game. The last night they play a big game of bingo, but they call it Jim Go. Nice. Because they're heading out. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a film called The Sweetest Sound by a guy named Alan Berliner. And he finds all the other Alan Berliners that he can find in the world and invites them to dinner in New York City to make a movie out of it. <laughs> I heard about this. That's where I heard about the Jim Smiths. Great, awesome. great film if you like documentaries. That's a, it's a great 45 minutes of your life. The uh, sweetest sound by Alan Berliner. Yeah. So very cool. Shout out to those guys. Way to, way to make some fun out of it and just something positive. And the fact that they saw it through for a year, I think it was just great. Nice stories. Thank you. Good one. Now I usually leave this to you. Now I, I scan some headlines, but I let the expert take care of, of headlines, but I've got a, a roast to share Florida. It's a Florida roast. 
Okay. But before we I have one of those in a while. Yeah. Well, well, this one's a little different. Before I explain how Florida gains yet another <laughs> check in the rose column, let me just read some of the headlines I ran across. Woman glues eyes shut when she mistakes a bottle of glue for her eye drops. Yep. <laughs> Michigan. Gender reveal party uses 80 pounds of explosive rocks towns miles away. New Hampshire. Biting clam worms swarm beaches. South Carolina. Crystal meth found in breakfast burritos. Texas. Parent who wants to marry their adult child suing state over incest law. Arkansas. New York. New York. <laughs> oh, man bowls perfect game using ball containing his father's ashes. Oh. Illinois. These are Florida things. So my my roast is, come on, Florida. If you don't do you, someone else clearly will. Get back on the job of providing us with, with shockingly stupid, right. crazy headlines. Everyone else, I'm going to say, stay in your lane. Yeah, step up your game, people. Right. California, we do... What would you beer and avocados? New York does pigeon and rat story, big city stuff. Texas and Georgia do what voter suppress. You, you know your lane, <laughs> stay in it, and let Florida be Florida. And Florida, get back to it. Well, speaking of Florida, gentlemen, not to be outdone by other contenders out there or pretend contenders, did you hear the one about schools and vaccines in Florida? Oh. Are you saying they're back in the roast column? That they've done their due diligence? A private school, the Sentner Academy in Miami, the school's CEO and co-founder sent a letter to the faculty and staff citing unsupported assertions about COVID and basically told its employees to wait to get the COVID vaccine until the end of the school year. But it cautioned that if they did... They would not be allowed to return next year. Florida just says, you know what? We've been reading the headlines. We need something outrageous. We need something stupid. That's right. We need to, we need to get back to our position at the top. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, she basically, she basically concluded by asking employees to please wait until the school year ends to get vaccinated. And teachers who are vaccinated after the school year ends will not be able to return to school next year until clinical trials are complete. And that's if a position is still available at that time. It's true. So if you have a vaccine at this particular school, your job just might be in jeopardy, folks. Yep. Did I mention it's a private school? Yes, you did right yeah. at the beginning. That, in Florida. In Florida. Surprising. In Florida? Is it? <laughs> yes. Is it? Surprising. Thanks, Florida. You got yourself back. I was trying yeah, to help back. you out, yeah. and you said no. <laughs> what do you got for us, Talent? All right, so I'm going to go take it back. I'm going to follow the doctor's toast to beer company. I'm going to roast a beer company because this beer, and it's Natty Light. We've all heard of it. It's it's the, the beer that uh, everyone in college drinks a ton of it because it's cheap and easy. You know, it's a gateway beer. Really, I think that they are continuing to reinvent themselves and move further away from beer. Joe isn't here, but I was going to say, who is their target audience? It would be Joe, like someone like Joe. Joe, Joe is a wine cooler guy. This is who they're going after. So first, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they came out 
about a year ago or so, maybe a little more than a year ago, with a, a strawberry lemonade version that they called Natter Days, right? So Natter Days was their line that they're going to launch, right, to go after those kids that can't handle a Natty Light. So we got to find something more fruity that they'll actually drink. And uh, it became really popular. They released the second Natter Day flavor, pineapple lemonade. And then they came out with their line of natural light hard seltzers. And then the they came out with some 8%er, they called them Natty Daddy Lemonades. So basically moving away from beer. So now they have announced that they are going to uh, release Natter Day's Frozen Icicles. So you guys all remember like the Otter Pops from when we were kids, you know, those, they're going to re- release those. They are 8% ABV Ice Pops, and they're going to be sold in those two Natter Day signature varieties. So I don't think Joe's the target audience. I think eight-year-olds. Yeah, I think. I mean, this right. is the I'm most. Just saying, I was looking at this crew here, and I'm like, you know. That's the most blatant advertising to children since the Budweiser frogs. Yeah. So they uh, they are uh, hitting the shelves, I guess, this month. Uh, they're going to be in 12 pop variety packs. Yeah. Again, I'm, I, I, I find it interesting because I feel like you're right. They're just making it easier for younger and younger, younger people to drink. However, on the positive side, I will throw this in there. For those looking for a job, and in order to promote this product, they are bringing Natural Light is bringing back its paid intern program. And they are looking for someone that's going to launch, help them launch this new Natterday's Frozen Icicles. And they're going to run a traveling lemonade shack. Uh, wow. So, it's, yeah, so it's going to be popping up all over the place. I would think places like Vegas and those types of things. You'll probably see this lemonade shack outside of uh, Florida uh, private schools. Probably. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if you are interested in applying, uh, it is a paid internship, $40 per hour with up to $25,000 in bonuses. Uh, wow, ap- wow. Applications are only being accepted on social media. And uh, you just need to post uh, sell us a Natterday's 30 second sales pitch using their hashtag natty intern contest and maybe you can get that maybe dream job for some people i don't know to run 40 bucks an hour yeah 40 bucks an hour so if you know someone who's looking uh there is Uh, a job out there seriously though if i'm a private school teacher at that in florida i'm guessing that pays better go (laughs) take that job you get to work outdoors yes you still get to work with children yeah you meet right yes Yes. meet happy people (laughs) i don't know I don't know if that was appropriate. I didn't mean it dirty. I just meant, obviously, they're selling these things for kids. Right, right. So anyways, Natty Light, I don't know where you're going with this, but um, yeah, maybe be a little more transparent in who you're, who you're marketing to. That is definitely roast. That is the right column for that one. And what did you bring? What's your pour game look like today? Tony? All right, so the, the pour one actually is I'm pouring one out for all of us because I'm kind of asking the question, who is next? I saw this story and, and I started to think about you know, whose past history is going to catch up to them next. Uh, And based on this story, we're all potentially in trouble because I'm sure we all have something similar to this in our history. So this story came out from a a woman. Her name is Karen. Karen with a C, (laughs) not a K. Um, And she's the victim here. She truly is the victim. Wait, wait, wait. Is she Karen from Florida? No, she is not from Florida. She is uh, originally from Oklahoma, now in Texas. But she recently learned that she spent years as a wanted felon after she was charged for not returning a VHS tape copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch she had rented more than two decades ago. <laughs> All right. A felon. So, a felon, yes. No, so here's here's actually the backstory. She rented the tape from Movie Place in Norman, Oklahoma, which went out of business in 2008, says she has no recollection of renting the tape, which I think anybody who rented Sabrina the Teenage Witch would say. No one's going to own up to that. But she says, I don't remember ever renting this thing. But if you go and check, online documents show that she was charged with felony embezzlement of rented property back in March of 2000 
and did not realize about that she had these charges against her until she recently tried to change her name after getting married uh, in Texas. And uh, so she finds out, oh, my gosh, I'm a, I'm a wanted felon. She says, over the last 20 years, she's been let go of several jobs without being given a reason why. And now kind of goes, uh-oh, the light bulb went on. This is why. So they do a background check on her. And what are the words that come up? Felony embezzlement. No one's going to hire you. And so you're, you're not getting that natty light internship. Exactly. Wow. So this lady's been dealing with this all along um, and, and kind of figured it out. So that's what I'm saying. The, you know, how many of us didn't return a library book at some point or maybe uh -oh. forgot that we held, we held a blockbuster tape a little too long? Uh, or any of those things. We just don't know. So you don't know what's sitting out there on all of our records uh, and who's going to come after us at some point. Wow. So good news in this case, common sense prevailed. Case was uh, dismissed. Um, however, she did have to spend the last 20 years not knowing that and maybe lost out on some jobs and, and some other wow. stuff. So I, I thought that and I was like, holy cow, man, you talk about your history catching up to you. Wow. Skeleton in her closet. She didn't that, even know it was there. That's right. But you so, know what? And Shame on her for renting Sabrina the That's what I was teenage, saying. Yeah, teenage <laughs> yeah. witch. And then the skeleton is Sabrina the teenage witch. Who knew, you know? The gift that keeps on giving, I guess. It was 2000. I mean, it wasn't she could have got the DVD. Right. It was a VHS tape you said. But it was Oklahoma. So I'm not sure where their technology oh, right. was at that time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Got it. Bumped. <laughs> <laughs> so who's next? Sorry, Oklahoma. I need to go check my bookshelves. <laughs> yeah, everyone check your bookshelves. See if you have any old library books or any VHS tapes, any of that kind of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, Pour One Out. I'm ready for another beer. I can't be the only one. Yeah. And I bet Doc's already ordered one. Or ordered That's one. right. That too. <laughs> He's sitting in his garage. <laughs> he didn't order one. I bet he's already opened one. My beer fridge is, garage beer fridge is two steps away. And I grabbed a, I grabbed a Mind Haze. Again, I've got a, got a couple cases of that. It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Firestone Walker, for my new favorite. Sorry, Tom. Took over uh, Sierra Nevada. My new favorite, Hazy. It'll come back. Trust me. <laughs> Actually, I saw a new summer session hazy IPA from Sierra Nevada, four point six. So that's a breakfast. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that up for you for the summer. All right. I had a three point. I think it was three point four, three point five beer yesterday. A breakfast by uh, Four Peaks. You know they have the uh, the kilt lifter. Right. This this is their. Kilt Lifter Scottish Ale Light. It's called the the Gilt Lifter. Nice, I like that. <laughs> so, good. yeah, uh, it was quite good. That's excellent. I, I was expecting the worst, and uh, uh, no, it was quite good. But that's not what I'm having now. I'm having a, a beer Tom delivered to me from our trip from Salt Lake City, Kiitos. This is that coconut stout. Somehow, I ended up with an entire fridge of stouts, and the weather's 75, 80 degrees again. So, luckily. I'll pretty much drink a stout whenever. I'm like Doc with the hazies. That's me with a stout. So um, I'm having the Kiitos coconut stout, and it's fantastic. Sounds really good. You got to like coconut, and you got to like stouts. But if those two are check, check, you're going to like this beer. And Tom, what did you open up? Well, speaking of Four Peaks, I have their Hopknot IPA, their West Coast style. Uh, very citrusy, good balance, uh, and just a really good beer. Doc, if you haven't had this one, you got to put this on on your to do list. All right, 
It's it's really good. Had that yesterday. Four peaks are better, four peaks are better than two. <laughs> <laughs> and talent, what'd you open up? I opened up another uh, Moab uh, beer. I like their t- catch line on this one. It says, "You can't beat a dead horse." This is called Dead Horse Amber, so it's an amber ale. Beautiful name. It is a really yes. And uh, and looking at their can, it does actually say that this is named after. Let me find that spot. Dead Horse Ale is named after the scenic overlook near Arches National Park. Anyways, it's a again another really quality beer. I like it. There's you know a lot of times on amber, sometimes you get a lot of caramel. I don't I don't get a whole lot of caramel on this one. It does have a good malt, some biscuitiness to it, which is good, uh, but super balanced. Kind of a good blend of their their malts to their their hops in terms of the uh it's it's not uh, uh not overly bitter uh super flavorful um like i said i i the beers i've had from this place i, I we definitely not only do i want to go to mob for a variety of reasons but i would love to go there just to visit this brewery because the beers that they're producing are fantastic i'm in good yeah. mountain bike riding there i was gonna say i'm taking the summer off but maybe summer's not a good time to go so, to it might be a bit warm at that point right. but uh yep. yeah right. all right yeah yeah i'm i'm in for a four-day weekend you tell me when all right when the weather's perfect there. That's right. We'll need to look that up. How about like a 10-day weekend? Yeah, 10-day weekend sounds <laughs> even better. Okay. Hey, speaking uh-huh. of weekends, the first five days after the weekend are the hardest. That is very true. <laughs> I've heard that. I've lived that too, but I've heard that. Uh, Doc, these are the nights I enjoy. Listeners enjoy. We buckle up. You know, there was, who was there first? Jacques Cousteau. Marlon Perkins, Joan Embry, Jack Hanna, Jane Goodall. That's the one I know. We got the doctor. All right. It's time to get wild with Wild Thing. We do a little deep dive into a cool organism on our planet. So listeners and ILB team, I want you to get your imagery on. Imagine you are a bird. All right. You got the image in your head? I'm flying free, baby. A little role playing here. Talent, you and your significant other are good at a little role playing, right? So here we go. Little role playing. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me. You hung out with her Saturday night. so. (laughs) So hey. Speaking of which, have you ever had flying dreams? Oh, those are the best flying dreams. Best dreams ever. All right. So, so you got the image in your head? You're a bird. Okay. So now I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna guide you through. I'm like your psych. I'm gonna guide you through your little hypnosis, your little, your little, your imagery. So because you're a bird that visits the bird feeder with craft beer, as opposed to light beer bird feeder, you put on a few. So you're you're a you're a heftier bird. You're a full-figured bird. I am a full-figured bird. What are some other polite ways to say a hefty, full-figured? Stocky. Husky. Stocky. I, oh, we yeah. got a, Jeff and I got a list of these. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In shape, stout, stout, handsome. Stout, stout. Yeah. Engaging. So you're, you're one of those birds. Yeah, I like big-boned. You're, you're, Prepared for I'm winter. Not, <laughs> even though I'm not big-boned. But uh, one Halloween, I was big-bird. My wife, before she was my wife, we on Halloween, we were both Big Bird. 
that's the ultimate role playing day, right? Halloween to and was, on together as a couple, or did you yeah, meet we, each no, other we were, that way? Like you're no, big bird yeah. too, and that's yeah. what they knew it was. It was meant to no. be. So we decided we're both big bird. We thought let's hit the bars, you know, go to some place, you know, see how we do in those costume contests. So we're there, you know, we were twenty something, a bunch of other twenty somethings. They're all in there, like sexy costumes showing their cleavage and their muscles not us we're two, two tall dorky <laughs> big birds but hey we want some money all right so anyways <laughs> forget that, that that imagery you don't want to remember that you don't no, want to think that's that. what so i had in my head back, right there all right back to back back to your back your okay. back to your big boned bird you're a big boned bird right. back to right? role playing right right so in order to handle the weight you lost your hollow bones that that most birds have right you have solid bones you're you're a bit mm-hmm. round. It's a shape. Yeah, you're you're kind of a heavy bird. And and sorry, because you're a heavy bird with solid bones, you can't fly. Sorry. Is your imagery changing of the bird you you thought you were? Yeah. It's all right. Not yeah. as much fun. Yeah. And you're not really a particularly fast runner either. No. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of a so you're kind of a big bird shaped like a football. Good you rock. got a little bit of you got a little bit of fat on you. You're a little slow, but but you're a still you're a good looking bird. Oh, there it is. Right? That's part, gotta, probably the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have a fancy suit on. In oh. fact, a t- in fact, a tuxedo. Oh, nice. Yes, That's- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you are all penguins. Congratulations! Nice. Congratulations! That's the bird so, I had hey. in my mind from the beginning. So that's great. <laughs> Dream achieved. So in honor, you know, of all our skip and ping talk and gay penguins, I figured, ready tonight in honor of skip and ping, Wild Thing presents. Penguins. Yeah. You might be thinking, but I wanted to be an eagle. I wanted to fly. I was, I was picturing an eagle. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe a future wild thing. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we are all penguins. So we can all be the same colony of penguins if we want, like the same type. That's what you call a group of penguins. But there are actually 18 different species of penguins. I'm going to rattle them off real fast. Ready? Here we go. You could be the king penguin, the emperor penguin, gentoo penguin. A deli penguin, chinstrap penguin, southern rockhopper penguin, northern rockhopper penguin, fjordland penguin, snares penguin, erect crested penguin, <laughs> macar- macaroni crested penguin from Happy Feet, royal penguin, yellow eyed penguin, little penguin, African penguin, Humboldt penguin, Magellanic penguin. Or a Galapagos penguin. Who there knew there so were so many penguins? That's crazy. Yeah, right. All right. So back to your imagery. So we're all penguins, right? You don't care about being clumsy on land because where you live, mostly on or near Antarctica, uh, there's not much to eat on land anyways. It's freezing, so you're happy to have a little blubber under your feathers, right? I am. That's what I say right. every winter. Well, right. And hey, all of you right now, listeners, ILB team, we're all penguins. You all have black bodies and white bellies. This is a type of camouflage called counter shading. Allows you to hide from your predators. You might think, who? Who eats who eats penguins? Yeah. Well, leopard seals, orcas. Now, and it's only obviously while they're in the water. Uh, so so ready? It's time to get somebody to eat. You're hungry. You're on land. It's time to get somebody to eat. Natty daddy. We're gonna head down to the water. And but wait, the leopard seal is waiting just under the surface of the water, waiting mm-hmm. for us to jump in. So I'm not going first. You go first. No, you go first. So as, far as, as soon as the first penguin jumps in, they all just, boom, they all just go for it. And they dive down as fast as they can to get past the leopard seals. Now, after, you know, several hours or days or whatever feeding, it's time to come back on land. Oh, crap. Those leopard seals are hanging out right just at the edge of the ice. So what do they do? 
you just rocket. It's like you turn yourself into a rocket and you just missile. rocket to the surface. It's like a missile and you fly it back in the ice as fast as you can to avoid those leopard seals. So anyways, while you can't fly, you got your stiff little flippers, your webbed feet, your sleek shape. You are an expert swimmer, all y'all. In fact, you spend most of your lives in the ocean and you do all your hunting. You eat krill, squid, uh, small fish, crabs. Uh, you can swim like over 15 miles an hour. And when you want to go faster, you can. Uh, you, sometimes you like, you like kind of leap out of the water like, like a porpoise. It's called porpoising. <laughs> so there you go. And hey, humans out there that are listening, you know, you look out for us penguins and don't eat those krill oil or fish oil pills because basically that krill that we like to eat is being hunted by the Russians and the Chinese and sold so people no, can eat krill Stick to your natter-day otter natter-day ice pop. That's my thing. Hey, and you can get the same. They sell algae omega. They sell omega-3 pills out of algae. So just don't buy krill oil pills because you're taking our food. That's a good point. All right. So let's get to what we all came down for. We want to know how <laughs> how they do it. I knew that's do. where you were going. That's exactly <laughs> what I was wondering. <laughs> that had how, not how crossed my it? mind, dude. People want to know how we penguins have sex. Well, Everyone's so asking. I'm going to tell you how we penguins, how, how we do it. All right. So here's how we do it. Put a little music on. When it's breeding season, the males come out of the water first and they go to their old homestead, the old nest. They check it out. Maybe do a little straightening up for when the females come back. The female comes out, out of the water, and she kind of checks around. She might might not like the old nest that her, her, from the past breeding season. Never she, might go find a, she might go find a new home. All right. And and then when the when the old the old mate comes back, when she comes back in the water, she, she finds a new youngster in there. She might boot her out. Say, get the hell out of here. This is my home. Anyways, so they basically then, when it's mating time, the female basically chooses her mate. And they'll do a little dance. They'll do a little... A little dance, kind of rub, rubby dub, rubby dub. Make a little noise. That's what they do, yeah. <laughs> and now, now when it's time to do the wild thing, that's why it's called the wild thing. By the way, have any of you guys ever seen a bird's penis? <laughs> um, let me think. You can't say no. That. No, I can't no. say that I have either. No, that's no. because birds don't have a penis. Oh, they, that explains. Yeah. It. <laughs> okay. But yeah. It brings up questions. Oh. Oh. Wow. Hey. Whoa. Oh. That's interesting. Doesn't he get to know her a little bit first? Yeah. How about a little icebreaker? Fire a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering how he does that with no penis. <laughs> oh. oh, he can't fly, but apparently he's just winging it. That's true. <laughs> ah. So yeah, birds don't have a penis. So what they do, they have a multifunctional orifice instead. Didn't we all wish we had a multifunctional wow. orifice? Wow. Yeah. So okay. the female, she just lays down, right? She lays down and the male climbs on top. And if so if you're the male, you, then we just touch our multifunctional orifices and the male will nicely deliver some sperm to the female into her multifunctional orifice. Good time. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how we do it. We penguins, that is how we procreate. So it's called a multifunctional orifice because not only can the female lay eggs, uh, she can also go to the bathroom through it and the male can go to the bathroom through it. So we can excrete and we can actually reproduce through our multifunctional orifice. There you go. Say that five times fast, but multifunctional orifice. And by the way, how long do we live? 
we live about 15 to 20 years. And uh, the emperor penguin is the largest. You can get like four and a half feet tall, like 90 pounds. Still too but, short to be a pilot. That's true. Right. That's why they but, can't uh, fly. There we go. I thought we needed a little more information. So when we talk about our uh, gay penguins uh, that we know, what's going on. And by the way, the gay penguins, when they lay the eggs, females lay one or two eggs. Sometimes the female will take off and then the male is stuck. Oh, another good fact is that when the female comes on, on shore and the males are all making their little noises and they're, they're honking, basically she can tell which one is probably fattest by the honk that it is making. And she will choose the male that is fat that is, has the best fattest honk because he might be able to withstand a longer winter and be able to watch the eggs for a longer amount of time. So there you go. Develop a honk that sounds like your fat boys and you will get the girls. Nice. So there you go. That's, That's the most beautiful the thing you've said yeah. tonight. Right. Right. There you go. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's more information that you want to know about multifunctional orifices and penguins. <laughs> I wake up in the morning on our Wednesdays. I'm excited about the podcast. I know I'm going to learn something. And when it's a wild thing episode, I know I'm going to learn something about the animal kingdom. I did not in my wildest dreams think I would walk out of this podcast being able to use the term multifunctional orifice. I agree. That's what I wrote down, my multifunctional orifice. I'm trying to figure out how to use that into my daily vernacular. Yes, yes. That's a word I've never really used before. <laughs> I, I think I only have singular function orifices. Yes, yes. I feel so um, inadequate. <laughs> inadequate right. is the word I'm looking for. Right. So, yeah, who, who knew? That was fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate the imagery. I know our listeners can't see the imagery, but um, they can picture a, a penguin yeah. on top of another penguin. Yeah, there are some things what that they I cannot, cannot get picture, out. perhaps, is the multifunctional orifice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I appreciate that you didn't give us a close up of that. Yes, I, agree. I, I thought that late. was coming at any point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing well, you, you know, couldn't find a picture of it. Yeah, I couldn't. That's hard because there are not a lot of people down in Antarctica taking pictures with macro lenses of penguin porn, multifunctional or yeah, right. Yeah, so penguin porn right. is not a big thing right. at this point. You have another adventure for us, Doc? Sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mama, mama, it is time for Beer or Not a Beer, everyone's favorite beer game show. And tonight, as a follow-up to our wild thing, the theme is, what do you think? Multifunctional orifices. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to name four beers. Three are actual real beers, believe it or not. And one I made up. Believe it or not, I pulled out of my multifunctional orifice. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, people put a lot of different things in their orifices. Does that make them multifunctional? I don't think so. So, beer number one is Alien Orifice. It is a sour, of course. Alien Orifice. Beer number two, if you can whistle out of your bunghole, that's multifunctional. So, beer number two is Whistling Bunghole, a stout. Beer number three, 
if your nose could actually see, that would be multifunctional, right? Multifunctional orifice, like your nostril. So beer number three is a nose that can see is worth two that can sniff. That is an IPA. Beer number four, <laughs> this one, if you uh, do something besides eat out of your mouth, if something comes out of your mouth, that would be a mouth movement. Beer number four <laughs> is mouth movement. So ladies and gentlemen, our four beers, which one is not a beer? Beer number one, alien orifice. Beer number two, whistling bunghole. Beer number three, a nose that can see is worth two that can sniff. And beer number four, mouth movement. Let's go with Tom. Which beer is not a beer? Uh, let's see here. You know, normally I would think whistling bunghole is kind of like the trap answer. So I'm going to stay away from it and I'm going to go with mouth movement. Mouth movement. All right. Influencer Jeff. You know, last week, Whistling Sphincter was a beer. I'm wondering, <laughs> does someone say, you know, I'm make a beer. I'm going to call it Whistling Sphincter. And then they look and the name is already used. <laughs> yeah. They go, I'm going bunghole. Yeah, Whistling Bunghole. <laughs> or vice versa, versa, vice. So I'm staying away from that one. Nose that can see is worth two. two what? Noses that can see are worth. A nose that can see is worth two that can sniff. How does that fit on a on a label? I'm going with mouth movement. No reason. No, no reason. I'm just going mouth movement. <laughs> mouth movement. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Talent. That's the one that I should go with, but the one that I feel like I'm just going to to be different. I'm going to go alien orifice. Alien orifice. All right. So no one chose whistling bunghole, did they? Well, that actually is a stout from Mountain Town Brewing. Next, Alien Orifice is a sour uh, from Hops and Growlers in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. So we're down to beer number three and beer number four. Beer number four, Mouth Movement, is an IPA from oh. Casa Agria Ales. Oh, that's and up, the beer, yeah, California. The beer I made up is a nose that can see is worth two that sniff. <laughs> well done. Todd, I'm really impressed with that because I – and never in a million years, I would have thought that you would have made up a name that long. Right. I think you would like have I didn't know you could string that many words together. Uh, I didn't either. That's yeah. why I figured I'd stump you. Well done. Well done. Plus, well it, had done. No, it had nothing to do with bungs or yes. butts or <laughs> orifices. Yes. That's a classic misdirect. Well done. I think we've said the word orifice more than probably any other podcast in one episode. We might have you a new slapped record. us in the face with a rock hard misdirection. That's right. Ooh. Oh, right. Ooh. Right. I think I owe Bo Burnham a credit for that joke. I, I'm fairly <laughs> sure I can hear his voice saying that. All right, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for playing Beer or Not a Beer. Doc, thanks. <laughs> but for the course. disturbing imagery, both in the uh, wild thing and in the uh, Beer or Not a Beer. I do appreciate the penguins with their little sign, though. Some penguins are gay. Get over it. There you go. Love that. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. We hope you had as much fun as we've had learning a thing or two. Make sure you share our podcast, your beer drinking friends. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We just crossed the 600 mark of followers on Twitter. And looking forward to next week where we will be combining May the 4th with Cinco de Mayo. 
Como se dice, uh, may the force be with you in Espanol, talent. What do we say? We end up coming with que la fuerza te acompañe. Oh, that was just beautiful. Thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> We'd love to keep translating, but right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.